0: Howdy, folks and welcome to the latest episode of the varsity podcast a podcast where we discuss everything involving north shore high school sports from the friday night drive i'm michael glojek here with the record north shore founding member joe Coughlin. as uh we've got a lot of sports to talk about and we are this is probably the busiest week of the year i'd probably say for high school sports reporters just literally every playoff session is going on at the same time different classes and all that kind of stuff so i mean um, obviously football season is a lot and basketball is fun and all that kind of stuff. I think that this spring week is probably the hardest one, um, just to keep track of everything, but we're going to make sure to keep track of every single thing that's going on here in the North shore sports scene. Um, which is why we're going to do our usual four quarter format for this week's episode in the first quarter, we hear and talk about some champions as we had water polo state championships happening this weekend for both the boys and the girls. Um, we'll also talk about some state track that took place over the weekend, as well as uh, the start of the soccer postseason for our, our, our area teams, kind of get you caught up there. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by Nutrier Boys water polo coach Dave Rafferty-Flatter. In the third quarter, we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. We got a lot of guessing going on here in the postseason, so we'll hit on those. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, we'll get you pretty much caught up with everything else that's going on and kind of get you uh, ready for this weekend and the upcoming week of uh, the postseason. as we got a lot of fun headlines to talk about. So we'll make sure to hit on all of those in the fourth quarter. Um, but why don't we start things off here, Joe, with boys water polo. Um, we've been talking about this new boys water polo team all season, um, just with their really impressive start to the year. And they just uh, done that and continued that. Um, for much of the season. Um, Nutrier battling Whitney Young on Saturday at Stevenson for a state title, um, and they ultimately pulled off the win, winning 13-11 to to cap the program's first uh, state championship, as well as uh, also capping the 33-win uh, water polo season. So, um, Joe, I wouldn't I don't know how much of a surprise it is. I think that semifinal matchup we talked about with Lions was going to be the big uh, decider and what was going to happen here. And uh, Neutrier was able to take advantage, win that game, um, and then uh, Wheat uh, beat a very talented uh, Whitney Young team to uh, win that first program
1: title. Yeah, Whitney Young was kind of the the newcomer on the scene and very impressed with what they did in the in a comeback effort. I think against Stevenson in the semis. And uh, to to make the finals, and then gave Nutria a run for their money, especially in that the middle of that game, going back and forth. Um, you know, then in the fourth quarter, uh, I think end of the third, early fourth, Nutria went on this like four goal burst to take a thirteen to nine lead, thirteen to eight. I think they were up five goals, and that was kind of it. With about halfway to go in the fourth, that's that's pretty insurmountable. Inter- you know with a good teams playing, but when young gave it a go it got exciting dolphins kind of put a few back to back they got a turnover but really i mean with the shot clock and, and you know how much spacing there is in a pool for good teams that's there's not enough time to score that many goals you won't get that enough possessions and that's kind of what happened so uh nutrier pulled it out and we talked all year on this podcast like this team has the makings like they're this is looking like a championship team they were beaten good teams by you know seven eight goals and they were beaten solid programs by 15 goals uh they were just way up there they were way up there with lions and that we, th- we think there was a bit of a gap and so they had that rematch in the semis the most recent game between these two i found it so interesting was before the playoffs was 3-2 lions beat them 3-2 to in water polo uh i talked with coach rafferty flatter after the game he said neither coach has ever been a part of a 3-2 water polo match so pretty interesting stuff there, um, for water polo. Um, and, uh, then they met up in the semis and new just, uh, you know, did what they've been doing all year. They had a good game plan, um, going in to take advantage of, of lions and, uh, um, just basically out, 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 outlast them in this one. And that's what it was going to take. Um, to, to make the finals and, you know, congrats, Nutrier, first water polo title, uh, for Nutriar boys or girls, um, state champions, uh, just an incredible, uh, an incredible team and, and an incredible compilation of players put together here to, to make this run.
0: Joe, take us through what, what was their reaction? Like just, I mean, I feel like that there was a lot of hype with this chair team. Like obviously we've talked about them for a lot, um this season just what they've been able to accomplish so I mean just take me through what was the reaction like just after winning that state title doing what they wanted to accomplish um just what was the reaction like after um the just having that historic season that they had
1: yeah it's funny you ask that uh just because you always find that interesting when teams that are are that that have the makings that we think they could be state champs or they're up there. They're that much better than almost every other team, you know, maybe spare a couple here and there. They're that much better. They're expected to win. And you get this kind of relief, you know, feeling when you interview these coaches and these players. And that's certainly what Rafferty Flatter expressed to me. Like he was just exhausted and relieved that they did it. You know, it was, Jubilation was of course there. Um, you know, they expressed that by jumping in the pool and splashing around in celebration, but, uh, there was certainly a sense of relief. You know, you got, when you're that good, you got a target on your back, everybody's gunning for you. They're going to give it their best shot. They want to beat the best. Um, and, uh, you persevere through it all. And you take, you know, you beat almost everybody except one team through the whole year you exercise those demons in the semis. It's, it's a journey. And, uh, I think there was this, uh, feeling of, of relief and, and, uh, kind of fatigue, uh, now that it's over, but it definitely jubilation, you know, red, red Riccardi kind of their, their stud, um, senior and their leader, um, was, was just very, very proud and happy. You could tell that they did it. Um, he had one, if I could talk about one play in the title game, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in the title game. He fired a shot that banged off the post. Of, of the cage and then and then the other team had a counter he swam all the way back and blocked the shot actually stripped the ball of that a pool's not a small uh field of play here the, the pool's pretty big so quite the showing of athleticism and we talked about that play and also just uh him being a senior and being the leader there so uh pretty impressive stuff and i think it was definitely relief as well as uh Enjoyment. All
0: right, we'll hear more about the state championship from the coach himself, Dave Rafferty-Flatter, in the second quarter. But uh, why don't we jump on over now to the other uh, New uh, water polo team that had a strong showing at the state final tournament. Uh, the New girls uh, water polo team um, made it to the state semifinals. They took on uh, Stevenson and lost nine to six um they played in the third place match and just lost to lions uh 12 and 11 so um the trevians battled their way back to earn a third straight trophy earning a fourth place trophy this year joe um and kind of some tough competition that semifinals match was still an impressive feat for the trevians to uh pick up another trophy
1: yeah as i talked about a little in my story it seemed maybe they kind of ran out of miracles a little bit because they pulled off a couple leading up to that the I don't know about miracles, the right word, but just um, impressive feats by coming back to beat Evanston, who beat them three times during the regular season and was the favorite to come out of that sectional. Um, and they had a great game plan and took them out. You can read all about that on our site. And then in the semifinals, they were down um, significantly to, oh, uh, why am I blanking? Who we got, Mike? Um, Stevenson, right? Was it Stevenson? No. I am totally forgetting their semifinal, um, or their yeah. fo- quarterfinal, um, match. Oh, quarterfinal. they were uh, playing lane tech. Thank you very much. Lane tech. They were down to lane tech and I think lane tech was up four to two in the third. Um, and maybe they were up six to four at one point and Nutrier ended it with, with five straight goals in the fourth period. So, uh, just completely shut down lane tech on the offensive end and, and did what they could on the, uh, on their offensive end, on the Trevian's offensive end, getting a lot of um, kickouts. From what I was told, I actually, you know, I didn't watch that one live in the quarters, but um, they earned a lot of kickouts, had a couple penalty conversions there. um, And just really just an incredible effort to come back from that deficit and make the semis, which puts you in trophy position. Um, And while they kind of ran out of gas at that point, Um, losing to Stevenson and then kind of just getting outscored 12 to 11 in the third place game, kind of a weird wild one. Um, But they took home the third straight state trophy for this program. So they're kind of in the midst of of quite a streak here. They've got plenty of young underclassmen who are going to continue this going forward, Um, but really just another um, quality team. And they did some um, things they weren't expected to do to get that state trophy.
0: Right. Well, congratulations to the Trevians there. Obviously a big, um, big accomplishment there. Obviously not the total goal that they wanted to achieve, but still something to be really proud of earning that uh, trophy and continuing that great tradition um, at Nutrier. Always uh, something to be proud of. All right, let's jump on over. Now we had a uh, girls uh, state track and field um, take place last weekend and the campus of uh, EAU in Charleston, Illinois, uh, New uh, had a really strong uh, performance as well as some Trevians, uh, other Trevians, Ramblers, Panthers, um, and Raiders as well. Joe, just talk about what the weekend was like, especially for a big day for um, Maeve Kelly at the discus.
1: Yeah, uh, Maeve, Maeve had an unbelievable performance. You, you know, you look at kind of the progression of her throws throughout. Uh, it, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, she ended up, I think, throwing 13-4-3 or 13 7 Meters in the shot, uh, breaking her own school record, breaking um her own personal record. So um, pretty impressive stuff to finish second there in the discus. She also finished second, but she talked about I talked to Maeve, she talked about how it was her last throw. So, you know, you get three three throws, you take the best, of course. And uh she she, she wasn't too happy with her first two. Then she said on her third, she threw a bomb um at her last throw. And kept, you know, circling her head that, you know, it only takes one, it only takes one that age old sports cliche. And she hit it Um, pretty impressive stuff. And um, so she was, she was pumped about the second place finish, but kind of surprisingly, both she and her coach um, um, Spagnoli um, talked about how uh, there's more left in the tank tank for Maeve Kelly. Um, She's a junior. um, So going into her last year, rising senior, she's, got more to uh she's got more distance on both throws they think and she's pretty critical of herself and her technique and knows it can get better and um coach Spagnoli talked about he does too although he's incredibly proud of of what she's done in her growth and as a sophomore uh she was 8th and 15th respectively in the shot and discus and now she's second growing you know uh significant length in both those throws it's going to be cool to see what she does next year, but just an unbelievable performance by her um, to all state performances.
0: What, uh, what were some of the other great things that you kind of saw and heard from the state meet with our area uh, athletes and runners?
1: Sure, that you know the other ones. You know, Maves teammate um, Gabby Manza, uh, Manzano, is a sophomore, and she finished in tenth place, so she made day two. First Trevian uh, long jumper to make the second day um, at the state meet. Um, So that was pretty cool. Then she had to jump indoors. So uh, I was going to say I heard some rumblings, but they weren't even rumblings. These were pretty loud criticisms of how the state was handling this uh, rain delay and weather delay. Um, You know, you could see all the social media posts from a number of coaches about how results weren't readily available. uh, The times and the uh, basically what's going on and when was not Uh, communicated well was communicated actually poorly um a lot of these coaches were saying and it kind of just didn't feel like a state meet in that way because there was a lot of chaos and then so at at some point they decided a lot of the uh field events like the jumps were going to happen indoors and then you kind of got a stuffy room and not not ideal for a state meet but um, everybody was jumping in the same conditions so that's what that was. And Gabby had to jump inside. Um, a couple other Nutrier girls, uh, Sophie guru in the pole vault, and Eva Scarborough didn't make day two. Loyola had a relay, the four by eight, their, their covered four by eight relay, um, did make day two. They got to run there. I think they finished seventh. Uh, it'd be awesome if I remembered all of them. Jane Lynch, Ellie Gramas, um, uh, Morgan Mackey, and of course I forgot the one, LaSalle La- 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 <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the the four by eight relay made day two finish seventh, Uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, they also had a, another relay there, a pole vaulter, um, and uh, some other performances on the track. And, uh, from the one class lower, we'll go to two a Regina's super, super jumper Hanifa Adam. Um, we're going to have a story on her and her, um, relay mates in the four by one. We're gonna have that story up uh tomorrow, I believe, um, which would be Thursday, uh, about them and all the records they broke in Regina. She ended up Hanifa ended up finishing fifth in the in the triple jump um in the state. So quite a finish for Hanifa Adam as well. So those are kind of the highlights.
0: All right. Well, congrats to all of them on what they're able to accomplish and uh, obviously great stuff to do. Obviously, like you mentioned, not the great circumstances for some of the jumpers in the field events, but uh, still a fun experience to go down to state and uh, accomplish a lot of great things. But uh, let's finish off the first quarter here with some girls soccer playoff talk. Um, New Trier uh, continued its dominance in the regional run. And I didn't know this until Joe uh, reported this in his story, but New Trier um, stayed undefeated in regional play, um, in program history, which I is crazy to me, um, by, uh, defeating Oak Park river forest one to nothing, um, to win, uh, its regional final, um, and, uh, winning that match, they, uh, advanced to play Evanston in the sectional semifinal. Let's focus on that, um, regional final match first, Joe, before we jump into that, uh, sectional semifinal matchup, just to be able to like have, having never, um, you know, lost a regional match is just baffling to me. And we're just so interesting at the same time.
1: Yeah, me too. And when, you know, we were asking coach, coach uh, Burnside, um, you know, they were about, to, I think that was number 20 in a row. So we thought, you know, that's just the IHSA site, regional, 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 looks like 20 in a row, coach. And he said, oh, we've never lost a regional. And I'm like, well, you've been coached more than 20 years. So we had to look at it. And once I looked at the Aceh site, they didn't have regionals before that. They just went multiple rounds in the sectional, is what they called it. So, like three, four rounds of sectional action. So, he's never lost a regional. That's since they've had regional, Nutria has never lost in regional play. That's bananas. And this year, as the fifth seed, uh, they were the underdog for maybe uh, at least the first time in a long time. I guess I didn't check every seed. But, um, and OPRF's a good team at, at the four seed. So, we saw some real high quality soccer here. Um, I think new Trier had its fewest regular season wins in the Burnside area. Um, they took a lot of losses. I think seven losses, um, you know, they had some rainouts here here, there, and a, and a ton of ties as well draws. Um, but they didn't put that many wins on the board, really. I think only 10 or 11. Um, but this one, they got, they got this region really good soccer, really good defensive performance by the Trevs, which has kind of been their calling card through the years. Um, you know, there's been years where they let up like, three goals all, all season. Um, so they kind of got back to that hallmark, um, really strong effort from their goalie, who's a freshman, Carolyn Haig, uh, and just their back line as well, which is led by um, senior Ava Shah. So uh, they got the goal, which was a fun one. Um, Tegan McNally, who comes in and out, she's a senior, super athletic, just kind of got her head on a, uh, on kind of a, I'll call it a serve because it was served toward the middle of the field. I don't know if it was supposed to be served for a goal, like, you know, for a shot attempt, it was just kind of lofted toward the middle of the field, got a bounce. She got, and as the goalie charged, she got her head to it first over the top of the charging goalie, took a slap in the face afterward too, but uh, it, it rolled in the goal. Um, so it was, it was kind of a very surprising and unexpected goal and um, celebration ensued and neutrier held them off. So really good soccer, um, in that game, and uh, the streak continues for for regional play for Nutria.
0: Well, Nutria won that matchup and got a sectional semifinal matchup against uh, Evanston at home at uh, Nutria, and uh, the Trevians weren't able to continue the match uh, the magic. Where uh, the Wildcats um, defeated Nutria two to one um, in a close matchup. There, Joe just kind of um, seemed kind of what we expected. Where happy that Nutria was able to get where they were, but um, Evanston kind of showed why it was in top, uh, overall seat in the neutrier sectional.
1: Yeah. Another, you know, we talked about once it got to this final four, uh, Nutrier, whether it was Nutriar or OPRF, but it was neutrier, Loyola, Evanston and Maine South. It's, it was, we're talking really, really high level soccer here. And it was shown on the field yesterday. I watched it using the, uh, NFHS network, uh, which I have some other thoughts about. I don't know if we could talk about that, but my goodness what a Underwhelming product. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I watched it live and uh, really good soccer. And I would say Nutria got unlucky, uh, but both teams did. I think both teams had chances that could have been goals. So you kind of, I, I think that kind of washes out and Evanston got the better of the play, but Nutria did bang a couple off the posts. Um, even their goal was a distance just rightful from Josie Noble um, and uh, some of their other ones. Um, just didn't have the, just banged off the post, but Evanston hit one off the post. I think they may have hit one off the crossbar too. I mean, I'm sorry, the one off the post, one off the crossbar. So it was just really good soccer, uh, girls just ripping shots when they had openings, which I love to see, um, cause they were really some nice, nice looks at the, at the net. And, uh, but, uh, the, the, the difference was an Evanston PK, which was a foul in the box. I, I don't think it was very controversial, um, and Evanston buried the PK. So um, that was the difference in the game. It was a good soccer game, but Nutria just didn't have, didn't have enough this year. Didn't have the horses, if you will. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they would have gone too far, but like I said, at this point at this, in this sectional, it's really high level soccer.
0: Right. And Evanston will play Loyola for a sectional championship on Friday at Nutria's campus. Uh, Loyola defeated Layden in their opening game. Uh, beat Whitney Young 5-1 to win a regional championship and then defeated Maine South on Tuesday uh, 2-1 to advance to the sectional title game. Um, Joe, kind of what we expected from the Ramblers just to get to this moment. Um, maybe, I mean, obviously they were the number three seed, so they had to be number two seed in Maine South. But I wouldn't say that we thought that Maine South and Loyola were really that different talent-wise where um, Loyola upsetting the Hawks would be that big of an upset. No, I think they were probably
1: interchangeable at 2-3. and three. Um, and at that point when you're seeding and what does it matter? Cause they're going to play each other if, if they take care of business. So I think that might've been the thought process there, but, um, good soccer again, um, Loyola, Loyola can score. Um, and I think they proved that against a good Main South defense. Um, it's going to be tested against Evanston cause Evanston's has been scored too. I wonder if we're going to see like a three, two game, um, you know, high scoring <laughs> slug fest for soccer, uh, but we might um, both teams, very talented. So um, I'm excited to see it. Loyal is just a they're a very good team and they deserve to be here. So does Evanston. So I'm excited to see Friday.
0: All right. We'll talk more about that matchup in the third and fourth quarter. So let's jump on over now to the second quarter where we're joined by Nutrier boys, water polo coach, Dave Rafferty Flatter. Uh, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with coach after the championship match. Just uh, what are the folks at home going to hear?
1: Yeah, we just talked about how what it feels like, you know, to be championship, to bring the first one home to New Trier. We also talked about the performance of of junior Noah Wendt, who led the team in scoring in the last two games, and had quite a performance, and uh, just uh, how this team got here and how they pulled it off. All right, let's take a listen. Congrats, like I said. Uh, let's just talk about uh, that feeling you're feeling right now. How how, how was it? <laughs>
2: exhausting um i, I think uh, right now like this morning i am tired to be honest with you but um no it, it, it is um gosh i don't even know how to describe the emotions to be honest with you they uh they come in waves you know you're happy and you're emotional and you're you're proud and, and these guys are just something special to be honest with you and i think that's that's what you feel is that you you help them get the payoff for everything that they've been wanting and working for and sacrificing for and uh, incredibly, incredibly proud of them and who they are and uh, what they're going to go do in the future when they
1: need Nutria new for sure. That's amazing. And talking about the championship game, uh, Whitney Young, obviously a good up and coming team. Um, they brought it, but you had that late burst in the in the last period. What was that all about?
2: You know, I think it was, uh, you know, just kind of us gambling on ourselves, to be honest with you, and and knowing that we had guys on the bench, um, you know, kind of our scouting sort of suggested that we were deeper on the bench, and and guys like Ian Perry and, you know, Caden Andrianopoli and and, um, even Bailey, you know, Alex Bailey, you know, these guys that could come off the bench that uh would and did play significant minutes and it's just like when you're able to keep coming at a team you know you 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 sort of kind of go that death by a thousand paper cut mentality right where you're just like be patient be patient be patient be patient and um our depth really sort of came forward in that fourth quarter for sure
1: and you know just watching it um you know, I know Noah's been been key for you guys all season, but it really se- seemed like he stepped up throughout this state series.
2: Yeah, Noah had a big, big weekend, to be honest with you. And, and you know, Noah is uh, probably one of the brightest players um, and, and I would argue one of the best players in the state. But, you know, I kind of jokingly said with Noah one day, if he was in his mid-20s and done with school and, and you know, looking for, uh, you know, a, a part-time gig that really doesn't pay much but takes a lot of hours he'd be sitting right next to me um you know he's that smart he's that smart of a player you know and so um, you know what you saw that was on full display and and he really um, you know he leans on his teammates you know guys like Thomas guys like red you know red does a lot of damage in there that doesn't necessarily show up on stat sheets you know Charlie Steinbeck, uh, you know, these are guys that, like, do those little things that open up plays for Noah. Um, but Noah is, like, number two on every single stat that we have. He is number two on that list. So uh, that just speaks to his sort of flexibility and his his intelligence. Uh, and he's, uh, he's a great gift for us. We're looking forward to see what he does this senior year for sure.
1: And you talked about this team and, and their special, and it did kind of have that feel you know, from an outside perspective, like, okay, this team's, this team's got it. Um, So, uh, you know, was, could you tell your guys felt that as well?
2: Um, You know, I I think they, you know, it's funny because they, from the get-go, this is the first group that, um, you know, their cheer is one, two, three Trevians, four, five, six family. Um, And I think that's, that came from them. That was not staff driven. That was hey, we, we're going to do this from the get-go, and and um, I think they um, obviously set the goal to do what they did yesterday, uh, but I think what was more important to them was the fact that they are very much a family and, and that um, that's what makes them special, right? That, that they really will play for each other and and will support each other and and cover for each other, you know? Just, just that, I think the classic example, the great example there was even the fourth quarter with Eli, um, you know, who, who cramped up there in the fourth quarter, and, and we had to go with Luke. You know, Luke had no warm-up. Luke had sort of no knowledge that this was coming. None of us did. Um, and, and he jumped in with the confidence, and, and, and our guys in the water, like, there was no panic. They were just like, Okay we're moving on and and we trust each other and we're going to play for each other and and let's go. And, And I think that's really the part that made them special. So I think win or lose, they, they were, um, they were going to do some cool stuff, but I think,
0: um, you know, the winning is just sort of the cherry on top for sure. Thanks so much for listening and thank you or for joining us coach. And thank you as always to all the coaches and players who join us each and every week always appreciate everybody's insight and a great analysis, but let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way Joe and I uh, agree or argue about whether a proposition I can, I said can happen way or no way cannot happen. All right, we're going to jump. We're going to uh, stick with girls soccer here. Like we ended the first quarter. Um, Loyola girls soccer obviously is playing um, Evanston on Friday for a sectional championship and then uh, Loyola will play either, ba, 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 or is it? it, was right here, okay. Uh, either play GBN or Libertyville um, in a super section, also at Nutria on Tuesday. So Joe, way or no way that this Loyola girls soccer team can make it to the state finals tournament? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think they can. I think Evanston's their biggest hurdle. I think the GBN Liberty bill would be a very good game, but I think Loyal has got an edge there. Um, I think Evanston might have the edge on Friday, but I don't think it's a wide margin. I think, you know, in soccer when two high level teams, you know, get a couple bounces, literally a couple bounces go your way, you win that game. So um, I think it could certainly happen. So I will say way possibility.
0: Yeah, I'll go with way here as well. I think, I'm going to catch myself here because I feel like the last time I said this <laughs> was for boys basketball when that was the, where I was saying the sectional matchup was going to be harder than the super sectional matchup for GBS and Nutria. And then uh, <laughs> GBS ended up losing in the super sectional. So I'm, I, but I'm probably still going to repeat myself where um, obviously I think Libertyville and GBN are both very strong teams. Um, but I think that if whoever wins this matchup um, Loyola or Evanston, I do think that they have a good opportunity Um just being able to make it to state finals or semifinals, um, a because the super section will be at new Trier, but also just because I think that this is a stronger matchup. And um, I think that Loyola has a really good chance of beating um, Evanston. I wouldn't say that it's a, uh, um, I'd probably say I would give Loyola um, maybe like a 55 45. If I can't even like go smaller than that, I would not say that it's that close. It's uh, that far of a matchup, but um, I do think that if Loyola were to win this game, um, they should win the super sectional we'll and make it down to state. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with way. I think that the Loyola Ramblers, especially um, have a chance making it down if they're able to take care of business on Saturday. All right. We've got uh, boys state tennis taking place this weekend. Um, way or no way, Joe, we've talked about this earlier in the season. Um, the Nutria as a team can win the state title.
1: No way. Um, you know, you look at, how it's and we talked about this earlier too they um at the meet you know hinsdale central has the top ranked singles person and the number three ranked singles person and the number two and three ranked doubles teams so uh and nutria is not far behind but they are behind um so and their second singles person is not ranked so i think nutria is going to perform well i think they're a top four team i think they bring home a trophy um but it's hinsdale centrals to lose
0: yeah, I think I'd agree with you. No way. I don't think that they can win. I think they'll probably finish close second or even third. But um, I think as a team, I think Hinsdale Central is just a very strong um, team right now, like you mentioned. So um, I'm going to go. Uh, no way there as well. All right, we're going, we're going to be uh, having a state uh, sectional finals uh, for both boys and lacrosse taking place in the coming days. Um, obviously we still need some games to take place but assuming both Loyola and Nutria for both boys and girls make it to uh this sectional finals way or no way Joe that Loyola wins both uh lacrosse sectionals
1: no way I think they split um I think uh Nutrier kind of bucks, Nutrier girls buck that trend of the regular season team loses the sectional and they upend Loyola. Um, it's going to be quite a matchup on Friday night. Um, the regular season matchup, Nutrier had to come from behind to pull it off. I think they're both, man, these are these are elite programs. It's going to be an absolute showdown on Friday night. And uh, as we've talked about 100 million, trillion times, it should be the state championship or at least in. Uh, Contention to be the state championship. They should be on opposite ends of the whole dang bracket, but they're not, um, and they're going to play here. And whoever wins this will probably march on to the state championship. Um, sorry for the the downer turn I took here, but um, I think Nutria Girls win and loyal the Boys win. So I go with a split. No way.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go with no way with you as well. I think the boys are much. Not not to say much stronger, but I think that the boys have just for Loyola have shown um, that they can beat Nutria like they did earlier in the season and just have seen them for much of the season. So I think that the boys will win there. But I think Nutria girls has an edge over um, Loyola girls. Um, just like you mentioned, probably a state title matchup happening Friday at Evanston. Um, but I do think that uh, Nutria uh, girls will be able to win the matchup and ultimately the two teams will split up sectional titles. All right, we got uh, a potential for a Loyola and New Trier baseball regional final on Saturday. Way no way, Joe, that Trier can win their regional. I think that
1: matchup is gonna happen. Um, obviously, Loyola plays tonight, it's Wednesday, and New Trier tomorrow, um, Thursday to open the playoffs. I think they both win there, and we're gonna see a nice Fun matchup. They just played on Friday to end the regular season or one of the final games of the regular season in a 14 11, I believe, or 14 8 Slugfest, Nutrier 1. Um, I think we're getting back there and I think Nutrier is going to go on a run. They just, I don't know, it just feels like one of those years similar to last year where they're going to get a couple games in this postseason and play really well um, and their hitters are going to come around because we know they're talented. Um, so I think they, they take down Loyola. I think Nutrier wins way.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go uh, with no way here. I think uh, I think the Ramblers have shown. I mean, I, I not to go off a of recency bias, but I think what we kind of talked about last week was you weren't going to, neither team was going to show their full hand um, in one of their last matchups there. So I think that uh, Loyola, while he didn't win that matchup, um, obviously all it matters is what happens in the postseason. I think the Ramblers have the hitting power, um, especially with the long ball. Um, to just win that matchup um, and win their regional final. I think uh, um, they'll definitely play against each other for the regional final, um, but I do think that the Ramblers will uh, take care of it and uh, move forward with a strong win. Um, let's finish things off here. We got Boise State track and field taking place this weekend at EIU. Uh, way or no way, Joe, will have a state champion
1: from the North Shore area. Uh, in boys track did you say yeah track and field I'll say yeah I think I think Nick Falk uh had a not great run at the um sectional meet uh the wind was tough and when you're running uh eight laps um in the 3200 um it's kind of in your face more than you'd like it to be as you're making all those turns so um I think that was kind of uh, and he had it he had it in the bag early uh, probably around lap five or six it was it was pretty much over so uh, maybe he took a bit off the gas um but I think Nick Falk will win the state title I think he's itching for it after a second place cross-country title um and uh, I think he he shows out at the state meet so I will say way
0: um I think not to be a downer but I am yeah. going to go with no way I just think that uh that performance obviously isn't indicative of who Nick is, but I think that maybe there might be a little bit one runner or two who might be able to um, finish a little bit ahead. I would love it if Nick uses his motivation or whatever and prove me wrong. And uh, we're going to have a whole thing of Michael is wrong and prove me wrong and all that kind of stuff. And I'm fine with that. But I do think that uh, um, I'm going to have to go with no way here just to, you know, just looking at it. I think that there uh, he's a, Probably we'll get a top five finish, maybe in the top three finish. but um, And then for everyone else, I think there'll be a lot of strong performances. Um, I'm just not sure that there'll be a state title. So I am going to go with No Way. All right, that's everything we've got for this week's uh, version of Way or No Way. Let's jump back over now to the fourth quarter where we're just going to preview a whole bunch of stuff um, that is going to take place. And uh, why don't we start things off with something that we know that is going to be happening. Um, Loyola and Evanston girls soccer playing for a sectional title on Friday at Nutriere. Joe, just what do you expect out of that matchup? Um, And uh, just what, what does the Ramblers need to do to be able to uh, upset the top uh, seated uh, loud
1: kids? Oh man. Uh, You know, Evanston's been there the whole year. Um, They've, They've taken all the challenges and they've turned them back. Um, so they deserve to be here as the one seed and, and they're the ones you got to go through. them. Um, so I think not that Loyal is going to have a problem with this. <laughs> um, they're, they're a high scoring team. They can put up goals on you, but I think they have to stay aggressive. Um, I don't think they can kind of get into this, um, defensive minded game, or I should say, you know, sit back and wait type game. I think they just have to pressure and keep it on the whole game. Can you play 80 minutes of soccer and keep that pressure on the whole time? Cause I think, you know, keeping um, Evanston that, that pressure on in the Evanston third is really the only way you're going to stop their movement in that midfield. And that's how they kind of get their guys, guys, their girls open on the outsides and make their moves. And they're very fast. They're very talented. So yes, counters are an issue, but I think Loyola is the underdog and you got to keep the pressure on. So, um, but Loyola's got, got talent all over to um, the Curry sisters and um, Grace Ellert was the player of the year in the conference. So um, they got plenty of people that can put up, put up goals. I just think that uh, they got to pressure that goalkeeper and keep her moving. And uh, I hope they do it.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup just to see, um, what happened, how much do you really take from their earlier matchup with each other where Evanston won three to two? Can you really take much from that when it was like one of the first two weeks of the season where it was probably freezing cold and it was probably snow on the ground? I mean, how much do you kind of take from a matchup that early in the year?
1: Well, you know, they got, that tells me, um, that tells them, I should say, you know, about the other team's personnel. I don't know if you can take gameplay too much. You know, both teams are, have made adjustments throughout the year. And um, not just overall on their team schemes, but against like opponents. So when they play Loyola, the kind of idea what Loyola wants to do and vice versa. Um, But uh, I think you have to just know that you do know who they have on the roster and what that individual can do here and there. So when, you know, your individual has got to be ready and they got to be when they're faced with a one on one or any sort of defensive position, what that other team that other player is going to do or has a tendency to do, you should have an idea and that's going to help. Um, So we might see a lower score game just because of that, just because of some instances. But uh, so I do think you take some things away, but like I just talked about, both teams have made adjustments um, and they're kind of different than what they were, who they were early in the season. But I still think we're going to see maybe, you know, five or more goals this game.
0: All right, let's move on over now to baseball, like we talked about, Um, expecting a Loyola-Nutrior matchup, Loyola playing uh, Maine West on Wednesday night today, actually in a couple, uh, probably in an hour, Um, and then Nutri and Elk Village are playing Thursday, allegedly, with all this rain, who knows, but um, what do you, like you said, you're feeling pretty bullish about the -The Trevian show, just being able to make a run and uh, kind of doing what they were able to do last year.
1: I am. I'm feeling good. I I just have always liked this roster. So it it certainly could be some bias. I do like that. They just beat Loyola. Um, A lot of it depends though. We're talking baseball here, uh, Mike. So a lot of it depends on who's on the mound and, and that depends on who they're throwing tonight. Are they going to save their best starter for the regional final? They could. Um, So for Loyola, that's probably Roger Simon um they're all conference center fielder and pitcher uh for nutria that's probably ollie barkle um who had a, a great game against Maine south shut him out for nothing Maine south the top seed in that sectional um so look out and uh, ollie shut them down for nothing i think a two hitter uh about a week and a half ago so do they save them um or do they uh do they make sure they win that first game because you do have to win that first game of course Maybe they only pitch them an inning and see how they do, see if their offense can back them up, and then they can still um, get some work. I don't know. Um, so that it's hard to predict without seeing that, but I, I just think the bats are going to come alive. I think both of them are hitting well. I think we're supposed to be some pretty nice weather Saturday morning. Um, um, the field conditions might be a little soggy depending on the next two days, but I think the, the, the warmth is going to be there. So I think they're going to be ready to hit, and I, I just don't expect it to be uh, a 3 nothing game. I kind of expect like a 6-4 to four, you know, seven to five type of game.
0: All right. Let's jump on over now to softball. Um, New Trier uh, had a really long game, uh, kind of made uh, some things really interesting. Unfortunately, the Trevians were not able to pull away um, and win uh, their matchup um, there. Joe, just take us through what that matchup was like.
1: Yeah, we had um, uh, one of our freelance guys, uh, Mikey Woj, uh Mike Wodehue out at the game. So, um, he wrote about a little back and forth affair. They, they hung toe-to-toe with Hersey, the second seed. Nutria uh, was 13th. They probably shouldn't have been 13th, but they were. They, I mean, it's not that they should have been fifth, but um, they hung with them. They got a couple big knocks from their senior star, excuse me, Courtney Schumacher, and they did enough on the uh, – got enough from on the mound from Orta um, to, uh, to do it. They threw a runner out of the plate. Obviously, that's huge. Uh, and the game went nine innings. Uh, we're talking about an extra inning affair here and got some bad luck in that inning, got ball to the backstop, but Hersey also came alive. I think they put uh, Woj wrote that they put uh, five of the first six batters on base in those innings, good at bats, just figuring things out against the uh, down the stretch and doing what they have to do to pull out a victory. So it is what it is. Nutrior gave it a really good shot, but they, they are really rebuilding this. Move. It's been well publicized here that a team that, Went through a really good stretch of success in the early 2010s to just kind of this rebuilding process under the new coach, coaches, and now Rose Wysaki Rose Wysaki's building it back up, and they're not there yet. Um, but they're bringing back 12 of 14 from the roster, so uh, they didn't have it in this one. But I think uh, we should look out for next year.
0: All right, and the Ramblers uh, defeated GBS eight to nothing, and they'll play uh, Glenbrook North for a regional title on Saturday at Loyola. Um, Joel, what can we expect from the Ramblers here? Um, and uh as a sixth seed playing the number 14 seed, uh GBN who pulled off the upset over prospect.
1: Yeah, wow. Uh big ups to the CSL for doing some damage here in the count or in the in the postseason, you know, Nutria almost being the second seed and Glenbrook North, which was behind Nutria in the standings uh with the big upsets. So kudos to them. I think uh, you know, Loyal is gonna have the upper hand with Mackenzie Barry on the mound. Um, she just had a shutout in the postseason against GBS. Uh now with the district made GBN, can she do the same thing? At least I think she can. I think she's a very um passionate and uh clutch softball player. Um, I think she steps up in this occasion and uh maybe at the play too, because she's obviously their their best hitter, the NIU prospect. Um so uh we'll, I think we'll see some some good stuff out of uh out of Loyola here on Saturday.
0: All right, and finish things off. we talked about this earlier, just lacrosse uh previews. um we won't do the whole thing again where this, this should be the state title game, but it should be the state title game, but um for both boys and girls, just um seems like you're pretty confident with the boys for Loyola winning and the girls for new winning.
1: yeah, I mean, you said, but i'll 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 say it four more times uh state title state title state title go um. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm confident. I just think that Loyola has the upper hand. And uh, Nutrier's challenging year has been well-documented. You can read all the stories about the the hazing um, controversy they had earlier this year, which had him off to a slow start. They still don't have their coach. Seems like he's suspended for the whole year, at least. Uh, that's, by the way, my inference um, from uh, the implication that he hasn't been there all year um, and the school isn't talking about it. Uh, but they do have their full... After some suspensions of their players, they're all back now, and they have been playing well and beating teams. Have they gelled enough to beat Loyola, who's played all year and uh, is uh, earned that number one seed? I don't know. Um, I really – lacrosse is still – the inner workings of lacrosse are still kind of a mystery to me. I never played and I never um, – I, I watch it a lot, but it still um, is a bit of a mystery – and I don't know if I can tell you X's and O's wise, I can tell you that it's going to be high level. And when you see a team like Loyola and Nutria play a team that's not up to their level, uh, it's evident what these guys can do. So I think we're just going to see some smash mouth lacrosse, some good stuff. It's going to be packed. You know that. Uh, maybe some chants are going to be out there that aren't, uh, hopefully uh, we can keep the kids in line. Um, but it's going to be some some really good lacrosse. And on the girls' side, same thing. Uh, just expect some some a really good, good matchup here on both, both boys and girls.
0: All right, Joe, those are, I think that's everything. Anything else you want to hit on before we say goodbye?
1: Man, I am, my voice hurts, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, but it is like you mentioned, you know, support your local news, support your local student athletes and your, your local ADs and uh, coaches because this end of the season stuff is no joke. It takes up a lot of time and effort for all these people involved and officials support the officials for goodness sakes. Uh, they do not get paid enough for you to tell them that a ball was uh two, uh, two inches outside. So. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, important time of year, fun time of year. Enjoy it. Everybody uh we'll bring you everything we got here at the record north shore for loyola nutria regina and so on and so forth and uh, you can look to mike for all the a lot of other teams in the area with the friday night drive
0: yeah make sure you're checking out all of our stuff there uh thanks as always for listening to the podcast if you like what you listen to make sure you subscribe to the podcast because they're available anywhere that you listen to podcasts check us out uh give us a nice little subscription um and check out older episodes as well Mike, maybe some of the things uh are a little old and dated, but it's still fun stuff, and there are great interviews in there as well, so make sure you're following us as well. Make sure you're catching up with Joe and the Record uh, North Shore for all the updates you'll want going on this weekend with uh, all the sports taking place and Memorial Day festivities taking place. Joe has you covered with everything that's going on there, and I have you all covered with everything happening at Friday Night Drive. The commitments continue to come, and the stories continue to come as well, so make sure you're checking in on all the latest uh, top Illinois football players and where they're going to be playing collegiately as we are heading into the summer evaluation period. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
1: Thank you for listening to the varsity uh, product of the record Northshore your nonprofit local newsroom.